Hi, everybody. You're listening to Esther and Jeff. This is episode six. Vamos, Orlando. So today we're going to sort of talk about why we moved to Orlando, Florida, and what we did while we lived there, and all the fun times that we had. Yeah, so me and Esther both moved to Orlando in the late spring of 2012. I had previously lived in Orlando in 2011, but didn't move down full-time until 2012. And Esther moved to Florida 2012 for the very first time. Yeah. Um, so do you want me to start? Sure, go ahead. Okay. So I graduated college in May of 2012, and I lived with my parents in Jacksonville, Florida for approximately two weeks, and started looking for other jobs in other <laughs> cities so that I could get away from them. <laughs> um, if you're listening, mom and dad, it's not because I don't love you. It's just because I had four years of all this freedom, and then suddenly I was back in my parents' house, and it just was a nightmare. Um, and I had a friend who lived in Orlando at the time, and she said that I could live with her if I wanted to. So I started applying to like every job that I could find at SeaWorld Orlando, um, and eventually got a call back. Yep. Uh, my was somewhat similar, not really. In 2011, I did the fall college program at Disney. Um, so I did the... Ad- I think it's called the advanced or the extended program. So I was there for a very long time, Um, nine months, I think. Then I moved back to New York, went back to community college for, oh, I don't know, maybe five months. And it was pretty miserable. And I decided I want to move back to Florida, go to school in Florida and uh, work and live on my own. So that's kind of how we met. Um, I originally applied at Disney, SeaWorld, and Universal, had three interviews lined up for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Monday was my Disney interview, and that didn't go great, and Tuesday was my SeaWorld interview, and uh, I got that job, and we met during training at SeaWorld. Yeah, so our orientation, um, we, we met on the first day when we were just like sitting in a conference room for like eight hours or something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah, and if, if any of you guys know who are who have worked at the theme parks or anyone who's interested in working at the theme parks, orientation for a lot of these parks is kind of grueling. I mean, most <laughs> job orientations are long and tedious, but the theme park ones are the worst. They really are. <laughs> There's just so much they have to go over. And a lot of these theme parks have such a high reputation that they have to go over everything with you. Yeah, Um, it's like any possible scenario that you could encounter. They want you to know how to deal with it. Yeah, and Disney is by far the longest. I mean, you go like almost two weeks without doing your actual job. But SeaWorld and Universal are still quite long. They're still multi-day processes. And the first day is you're not even in the field you're going to be in. You're kind of just mixed with everybody. So Esther was going into photography. I was going into vending and games. And uh, we met each other and we started hanging out the next day, the very next day. (laughs) We went to SeaWorld. Um, And so we started hanging out a lot after that. And we went on a lot of trips. Orlando is a great place for staycations, right? Like that word's kind of cheesy, but... Um, if you're ever going to be super poor somewhere, I think Orlando is a good place to do it 
especially if you work at the theme parks. So if you work at the theme parks, you have a place to go for free and have fun. And you're going to know other people who work at theme parks and you're going to end up trading tickets. So essentially, you work at one of the theme parks, you're getting into all the theme parks for free around Florida. Or at least getting a significant discount into the other theme parks. Yeah, definitely. So for the first year or so, it was going to all the different theme parks and water parks and enjoying that sort of thing. And Orlando has a lot of their own tourist attractions and things to do. And also a lot of local things to do. You know, there's a lot of low-key local things in Orlando, which a lot of people don't really know about or, you know, search out because a lot of people are either on vacation or visiting friends or family, and they're not really just doing local stuff. You know, Orlando is a normal city, just like every other city. It just happens to have a lot of tourism, too. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're coming from England and you have, like, a month's vacation, you're going to try to go to all of the theme parks and see all of the big things. Yeah. You're not really going to think about stopping at the fun spot, you know, or Old Town. <laughs> yeah, but those are also still, like, touristy attractions. Yeah. And Orlando has museums, and there's a lot of cool state parks in Florida as well. Um how would you like to talk about when we went to Blue Springs State Park? Oh, so we're just going to like completely gloss over working at the theme parks and stuff? I mean, I figure we're going to continue this podcast for a long time. <laughs> we have plenty of stories on the theme parks. Okay. Uh, so... We just needed a basic idea to tell people we lived in Orlando and, you know, to get things rolling. Okay. Well, so... I... Okay. So... The way that I look at Jeff and I, or Jeff and my relationship, is that we both moved down to Orlando, Florida at the exact same time, like the same week. Um, We started working at SeaWorld the same day, and we didn't really know any other people in Orlando when we Um, started working there. Yeah, we both had a a couple of friends. Yeah, but they also had jobs, and And so... other friends. For that first, like, two weeks of living in Orlando, we had, like, orientation for, like, the first weekend that we were there, but we weren't put on the schedule to start training for another, like, two weeks or so. So... We literally, we didn't know anybody. The people that we did know were working all the time. So that really set us up for a good friendship in that we were like hanging out every day and we're doing all this like fun stuff together and we're experiencing a lot of new things together. Yeah. And I think that set us up for like success in our relationship. Like we got to know each other in like a really weird setting that most people don't get the opportunity to get to know each other in. Yeah. It helped, too, that we both had cars, and we both had, obviously, some money to go out to eat and things. (laughs) Um, But I guess, yeah, this kind of turned into, like, a little relationship update there. (laughs) But that was, yeah, that was 2012. Um, Actually, you know what's funny? We could talk about the time we went to Aquatica, SeaWorld's water park. Okay. So, uh, one of the first... uh, I don't know, hangouts, if you want to call them that, right? Because they're not dates at this point. I mean, you were telling people that they were dates, but I certainly was Because they were. (laughs) (laughs) They were dates. Uh, We went to Aquatico, which is a water park. And uh, at the time, it was still recently new. I think it's maybe like 10 years old now at the recording, 2018. So at the time, it was only like four years old. So it's, it's a relatively new water park. It's a nice one. They have a few animals there. There's a lot to see. It's very very scenic you know there's a lot of trees and whatnot Mm -hmm. and uh it was a really fun day at the water park and it was quite long 
you know, we were there yeah. all day. We, like, got there when it opened, and we sort of stayed until it closed. Yeah. And it was hot, as it tends to be in Florida, <laughs> yeah. even though it was, what, May? Or June? Early June? It had to, yeah, it had to have been, yeah. like, June. Super hot still. Um, we ended up afterwards going out to eat, and we went to the world's largest mcdonald's or whatever whatever it's called it's it's recently been torn down and rebuilt i think it was the world's largest mcdonald's you know it's it was very a very cheesy mcdonald's you you go in there and they just got like a million sculptures and video games and it was interesting and the place was shaped in such a weird way yeah i just want to take this moment to say that jeff told me to just pick a spot like i was gonna start driving and he would follow me in his car and to just pick a spot and stop and we get like five miles down international um wait what's it called what's that road international drive international drive i drive i drive we get like five miles down after we've passed like 20 restaurants No, more than 20 (laughs) i mean i drive has Hundreds of restaurants. We've passed hundreds of restaurants. And I was just experiencing such extreme anxiety. Like, I don't know what kind of food he likes. I don't know what kind of food I feel like eating. I don't know. We're both so broke. Like, where do we eat? And so we had already passed a McDonald's, but we stopped at the second McDonald's. Which is the tourist trap McDonald's. It's like the world's largest McDonald's. Yeah. (laughs) And we ended up staying for a stupid amount of time. Like five hours or something. Yeah. and We We talked for five hours at a McDonald's. Yeah. And we were both like sitting in our like wet clothes after like going to a water park all day. Yep. Yeah. It was a good memory though. Yeah. It was fun. So... Why did we both move to Orlando? Okay, so you kind of already covered your reason. I guess I covered mine. Um, but why did we stay in Orlando so long? Um, so. Or why did you stay in Orlando? I'll explain why I stayed in Orlando. So the, ori- the original draw to SeaWorld, the reason that I applied there was that I wanted to be a dolphin trainer. Like everybody who moves to Orlando to work at SeaWorld. Um, not, I, not me. Okay, well, not you. I never had the dreams of being a dolphin trainer. Okay, but so I went to school for animal science, and I like didn't really know what I wanted to do with that. But then eventually I realized that being a dolphin trainer was a job. Like You could do that and get paid for it. And so I was like, oh, sure, I'll move to Orlando and try that. And uh, it didn't work out because I got scuba certified and realized that I was absolutely terrified of water and deep water and the ocean and any of that. And it was like the worst weekend of my life, but I did it and got scuba certified. (laughs) I just realized that I was literally never going to go scuba diving again. So I sort of gave up on that dream. Yeah, I've also never like had the urge to scuba dive. I mean, it was cool when I could get out of my head for that five minutes, but then aside from that, it was, like, the most terrifying experience of my life. And Mm -hmm. I don't get scared easily. Like, I'm not scared of a lot of things. Yeah, that's true. But for some reason, the water freaking terrifies me. Yeah. Um, So you were a photographer at SeaWorlds, Mm -hmm. and I worked in games and vending. You know, selling food and stuff at the Shamu show and (laughs) running Frog Bog, the game where people hit the hammer and Mm -hmm. the frogs fly into the lake. Fake frogs, of course. Um, Yeah, I don't know. This has kind of been all over the place. Where are we going next with this? Oh, well, what was the draw? Why did you want to move to Orlando? Uh, Well, I wanted to move to Orlando to continue working at the theme parks. And um, I actually got turned down. At Disney, after I'd done the college program, which was kind of a 
you know, a shock to me. I literally walked into that. Maybe maybe that was the problem. I walked in the interview assuming I had the job, and then I walked out of the interview without the job. <laughs> and then the next day, I took SeaWorld's interview much more seriously, and I definitely nailed it. But I think they were hiring a lot of people at the time, yeah. so I don't know how fantastic I needed to be. <laughs> um, no, but what kept me in Orlando was the friendships. You know, you, when you work at these jobs you're working with a lot of people your age not that there aren't other people of different ages but the majority of the people there are within five years of you and when you work with a bunch of people who are within within five years of age of you you really gain a lot of friendships so yeah that totally. was like the biggest draw of Orlando we had a ton of friends and everywhere I worked I gained more friends and you know you quickly learn like who's a close friend and not and Orlando was good for that, for for me at least. And then uh, then Orlando City came along, and that would have been 2012. We went, well, actually, I went to a game in 2011, but 2012 was when I first started to go to a bunch of Orlando City games. It's the soccer team in Orlando. And, you know, went head over heels for that and just started going to games all the time. And once you start to have friendships and then you start to have a tie now i have a sports team you really start to feel like a local resident in orlando you know yeah definitely i do think that the friendships that we gained in orlando were like the best that i mean maybe not the best we'll ever have but certainly like we made best friends like friends that we will continue to have for the rest of our lives there and like a lot like it's hard to say that as an adult Mm -hmm. because like even in our jobs now like yes we have harder we have made like really good friends in buffalo but it's so different like when you're working in a like just a different work yeah when you're working a nine to five type job you know we both work nine to five type jobs um you know, you get you work with a bunch of people of different ages. Yeah. And, you know, when you work down at the theme parks and you're making nothing. I mean, my first job, I made seven twenty five. <laughs> so, like, you're not making any money. Um, you're surrounded by other people who are in the same situation as you. And the people who are working for seven twenty five are people who are fresh out of high school or, in some cases, still in high school, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to get a job and to, like, you know, work their way up. Yeah. I also have, like, I don't, like, I don't know. I think that when your job is, like, a little unimportant, then you tend to have more fun at your job, you know? Like, if if there are no worries, like, if there aren't yeah. that many repercussions to, like, messing up a little bit, then yeah. you're just, like, so easygoing, like... I don't know, and yeah. you're you, and you're at a theme park. Like mm-hmm. your job is to make sure that other people are having fun. So the the easiest way to do that is to have fun yourself. Yeah, sure. I mean, diff. I had different roles in each theme park, so I I can definitely say that some of them were more serious than others. Um, but they were all customer service related, you know. And you're right. Like if you're enjoying your day, then things are going to go better for yourself, you know. And it's not necessarily like that at a normal nine to five job, um, but you know, down there it was. So mm-hmm. Orlando was nice. Um, I'll quickly like talk about the weather and what Orlando is like, especially for people who are not. So a lot of people assume Orlando is this uh, place where it's perfect. The weather's perfect all the time. But, you know, it's it's not necessarily perfect. Uh, 
it has its pluses and minuses. It's very humid a lot of the time. You know, a lot of people talk about pure heat, and Florida might not be the the hottest place, but it's definitely one of the more humid places in the country, if not the most humid. I, I mean, <laughs> that might be a, going too far, but it's got to be up there, right? Yeah. Um, and there's two seasons in Florida, the season where it rains a lot and then the season where it doesn't rain a lot. So in the summer, it rains a lot in that old saying that, you know, it'll rain in Florida, but you can set your watch. It'll be done in 10 minutes. It's kind of true. You know, thunderstorms roll in quick and they roll out quick, you know. And, and that was always great for us because since we lived there and we knew about it, yeah. like we would just sort of grab a snack at a restaurant or something while we were at the theme parks and they would just like empty. Yeah. Like because it's torrential downpour, you can't you can't like walk around in it because it's yeah. so it, heavy. It'll ruin your day too. Yeah. <laughs> and now that we all have cell phones and everything, like yeah. you just can't get caught in a torrential downpour. Yeah. It's just so inconvenient. So it's like 30 minutes of like really, really hard rain and all of these like noobs would just leave because they thought yeah. that that was the weather for the day <laughs> people, people are really starting to catch on to the tricks though and a lot of people who pay a ton of money to go we'll just use disney example a lot of people pay a ton of money to go to disney I, I noticed lately or in the last few years that i worked there uh people were just like no we're not leaving because yeah. we're gonna stick it out and there'd be families that are like it's a torrential downpour and lightning bolts are crashing five feet away from them. And they're like, I'm still going to walk to whatever <laughs> ride I'm about to ride, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to let it stop me. Yeah. So people have definitely caught on to that trick. Uh, also, in Orlando, we were relatively close to the beach. Um, you're close to both coasts. You know, a little bit closer to the East Coast. Um, so that's nice. Uh, I'm not a big beach person, but it's nice to go to the beach every now and then. Yeah. I mean, I am not... A big beach person either in that I don't like getting in the water but I do like lounging in the sun like that was like the best part of living in Florida was just like sunlight like you get yeah. so much sun all the time and it's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah you do get a lot of sun especially moving to a place like Buffalo where the winter you're just not getting sun even if it's not snowing it's still cloudy or windy yeah and you're just not getting that sunlight now that it's the summertime it's perfect we're getting a ton of sun fact this week i don't even think there's a chance for rain for like the next 10 days yeah you know so we're getting the sun now but in orlando it's it's constantly you know mm -hmm. you're getting sun every month out of the year you're getting sun um orlando is very transient though a lot of people are from other places so a lot of like our good friends are from other places they're from iowa or connecticut or virginia or georgia or wherever you know mm -hmm. like they're from other places too do you think it's because, like, Disney does the college program, though? The college program brings a lot of people, and then just the theme parks themselves bring a lot of people, you mm -hmm. know? Um, I was lucky enough, if you want to call it, to work at all three of the major theme parks. And at all three of them, you just have people from across the country. And not even just across the country, but across the world, too. I mean, you got people coming from all over the place to work at the theme parks. You know what's so funny? Um, when I was interning at the Buffalo Zoo, I met a girl there who was from Niagara Falls who did the college program and worked at SeaWorld like the same time that we lived in Orlando, yeah. like just trying to get a foot in the door with like the AZA accredited like doesn't surprise stuff. me. Yeah, it just it's such a small world that we both happen to be there at the same time. Yeah, and. Uh... I truly loved Orlando the time I was there. I had lived in Orlando previously as a younger kid, um, so I'm somewhat familiar with Orlando. I lived on uh, the east side where there's more 
you know, it's like more traditional where people, it's just like suburbs, you know, where people live Mm -hmm. and it's not so transient. And then uh, when we lived in Orlando, we lived towards the theme park. So definitely more transient areas. Definitely apartments. People don't own houses in that side of town, at least. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think Orlando got ranked like one of the worst pay income to to pay living scenario yeah. so people don't get paid a lot in orlando most people work at the theme parks or at restaurants or whatever with tourism you're gonna have everything is based around people coming in from out of out of town and they're spending their money on stuff and they don't pay their employees all that much so a lot of people are making minimum wage or within five dollars of minimum wage I yeah. would say that's the majority of people in Orlando. So, but the rents are not exactly cheap. I mean, they were a little bit more than they are here in Buffalo, but people make more money here in Buffalo. Yeah, it was nuts. But I mean, it's like a little bit of give and take, you know, like there were super low taxes in Florida. Yeah. There was no inspection. Like you didn't have to pay so much to get your car registered, like all this mm-hmm. business. Um so I still feel like the cost of living in Buffalo is very comparable to the cost of living in Orlando, even though the housing's a little cheaper here. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think like, you know, with with anything, Orlando is just a product of like their main sort of income and their income is yeah. tourism. So yeah, tourism totally. is not like a, it's not the best place to go if you're trying to make a ton of money. So if anyone's considering working at the theme parks or moving to Orlando, maybe you should do it for other reasons other than the money you know like you should <laughs> oh, yeah. want to do it for other reasons yeah I know definitely. a lot of people do it for the resume definitely don't if you're like trying to make money but mm-hmm. like we definitely had such a good time like the whole time that we were there mm-hmm. like it was just so much fun and we got into so many shenanigans and made great friends like we said um so what we didn't get in pay we made up for in like experiences that is absolutely true i think um this is definitely gonna be like a part one of orlando (laughs) because we'll break this up uh because we have just so much to talk about about orlando um so this will definitely be a part one yeah Yeah. and i mean we lived there for three years so i mean for me it was four years and you know i lived there when i was a little kid so i have a lot of experience with orlando so it's a lot of um a lot of time Mm. to talk about um, so I guess before I got you sidetracked on talking about the theme parks, um, you brought up Blue Springs State Park. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> we completely thought, forgot about that. So we went to Blue Springs State Park, which is a state park near Orlando. Um, where On the West Coast, right? No, I think no? it's towards the East Coast. It's in inland. It's inland. It's off the St. John's River. Yeah, so East Coast. Oh, okay. Um, so there are a lot of natural springs in Florida, and um, this is like groundwater that's coming up. Um, mm-hmm. So it's not like fed by a lake or anything or like a river. It does connect to a river, but the, the but, water in that. But it comes from right, yeah. an underground spring. Um, and in Florida, that's the safest water to swim in because it, it's cold. Um, and a lot of nasty things don't grow in yeah. cold water. But not like cold in what anyone from florida would no. anyone not from florida would think this is warm water well it's like 70 degrees <laughs> yeah 
It's nice. It's, and even in the winter, even if it's, say, 55 degrees outside in Orlando, that water's still 70. Yeah, and so that's what's really cool about Blue Spring State Park in particular is that it's like a manatee um, sanctuary. So when it gets colder, um, the manatees can't handle the cold ocean. Yep. So they swim inland into and all of these there. natural springs, and they live there in the 70-degree water until it heats up again. Yeah, and that's why we went to see the manatee, and we saw like ton of manatee <laughs> yeah um and we decided to get in the water do you remember yeah but so there weren't any manatees where we were because um you're not allowed to swim with the manatees you can't touch them they can touch you you can't touch them <laughs> so there's a marine mammal protection act um that says that you are not allowed to touch feed interact with at all any marine mammals and that's to protect them like they yeah. don't like we don't want marine mammals to get used to human interaction um because that leads to a lot of really like detrimental behaviors like begging and um following people around so we had to make sure that there were no manatees in the water before we got in but mm-hmm. when we did there was an animal in the water what was it do you remember? Yeah, there was an alligator. Yeah, but it was a baby. It was like three feet long. It Still was... terrifying. <laughs> also, no. there's a baby alligator that probably means there's a mom alligator somewhere, no, right? but he wasn't that baby. He was just like yeah. an adolescent Yeah, or maybe like a teenager alligator. Yeah, but the current was really strong, and so like he was swimming along, but he, it looked like he was staying in the same spot. He's on the other side of the river from us, which is not very long, um, <laughs> and he's going in the same direction as us the whole time. Yeah. Not fun. I thought it was cute. I don't know. It was still kind of scary. Um, what else was in that water? There were a lot of like alligator gar. Yep. And like needle nose gar, which Mm -hmm. are really cool fish. Like everybody um gives them a bad rep because uh, teeth. Yeah, because they have really big teeth and they look like alligators from above and below, but they're like pretty lazy. They don't really do anything. They're just cool to look at. And they get big, like yeah. really big. Swimming with an alligator. Side note, manatees are no longer endangered. Because of Florida. <laughs> yeah, they are now threatened. They're in the next level up. Mm-hmm. Threatened is better than endangered. Yeah. So there were a lot of like acts that were put into place to save the manatees. Mm-hmm. and Including the license plates, which <laughs> I owned. You know, I had the manatee license plate. Which yeah. is nice. So you like paid extra for the donation to go to like the manatee yeah. something. I don't know. It's just it's really cool. It's 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 nice to see your efforts like actually make a difference. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, Florida got their stuff together for the manatees. Maybe not get their stuff together all the time, but for the manatees, <laughs> for anyway, the manatees. it worked out. And they're just so cute. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you want to keep them around? How could you not like a manatee? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's maybe a good place to stop our Orlando talk for now. Okay. And uh, we can go into our Q&A section. We have one Q&A question. Um, Esther, how can people leave us a question that we can hear or that we can see? Okay, so we haven't gotten around to making the Esther and Jeff Instagram. No, but maybe we'll make a Facebook page too. 
That that's an easy one. Maybe I don't know. That's the easiest one to make. Um. So if you're friends with us on Facebook or if you follow us on Instagram, the easiest way is to send us a message or comment on one of our many posts about the podcast. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening on Anchor, uh, you can leave a voicemail directly on our page. So all you have to do is go to our podcast page, Esther and Jeff, and there'll there'll be an option to leave a voicemail. And we'll be able to listen to it and include it in our next episode. Yes. Also, you don't have to listen to the app. Uh, uh, you don't have to listen to the podcast on Anchor. We love Anchor. We record on Anchor. It's a great app, but I listen to a ton of podcasts. I don't listen to my podcasts on Anchor. It doesn't have like good functionality. You can't drag and drop the podcast. So if you listen to the podcast on another app, which it's available on all apps, you just search Esther and Jeff. So that's E-S-T-E-R. A-N-D-G-E-O-F-F. That's Jeff with a G. And Esther with no H. Yep. So search (laughs) Esther and Jeff on whatever podcast you like or want to listen to, and you can find it there. So if you're listening to this on Anchor and you don't want to listen to Anchor anymore, go find another one. If you're listening to on another app and you want to try Anchor out, go for it. Um, But if you're listening on another app, you can still download Anchor and leave us messages. So it's still good for that. And if you're interested in making a podcast... Anchor is great. You can make a podcast with just a phone. I mean, we make this podcast with just a phone. So something to definitely look into. Uh, I'll plug my Instagram really quick. It's Jeffrey Searsant, my full name. We'll put it in the show notes. My Instagram is public. So if you're listening to this and you don't know us personally and you want to leave a message, go ahead and send me a message on Instagram. I will accept it there and we can add it to the Q&A section. But this week, uh, our Q&A comes from our friend Jeremy in Orlando, of all places. <laughs> and Jeremy says that there is not much of a food scene in Orlando. Um, this is going back to one of our Buffalo episodes. He was interested in the, the food scene of Buffalo. And he kind of brought up the food scene in Orlando. So it wasn't much of a question, more of just a comment, uh, which is fine. We can, you know, embellish it into somewhat of a question. So, Esther, how did you feel about the food scene in Orlando? Okay, so this is a little bit of an unfair assessment because we were so poor when we lived in Orlando, like dirt poor, like for dinner, we would just have like pasta and red sauce. Like that is how poor we were. Um, So we didn't go out to eat at a lot of like great places like most of my memories of eating out were at like Denny's at two in the morning you know <laughs> <laughs> like just off of their two four six eight menu yeah <laughs> like so we we're just trying to get the cheapest food that we possibly could but we do have a lot of really fun memories of fairly local places in Orlando yeah so how about this we'll go back and forth to places that we liked in okay. Orlando or maybe just southern chains because I think there's one chain you'll want to touch on that's just a southern Jane in general. Uh, well, first off, I got I have to have to talk about Tijuana Flats. This is mm-hmm. one of our favorites. In fact, John, who left the voicemail from last episode, it's one of his favorite places. I think it, I think it is his favorite place. We go to Tijuana Flats all the time. It is a American-Mexican restaurant, not really Tex-Mex, um, but it's good. You know, tacos and burritos, quesadillas, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like strictly his. You know, it's not like authentic Mexican cuisine oh, no, or anything like that. It's more like southwestern. Yeah, yeah, and it's really, it's really good, and they have different hot sauces. Um, it is uh, muy bueno. <laughs> one of one of one of my favorite places in Orlando. And if if you're visiting Orlando for uh, maybe the first time and you want to try some local food, that's a 
perfect place to try out. Yeah. And, and it's are, not too far from any of the theme parks. Yeah, and there are so many locations in Orlando, and I think that that's a good indication of how good it is. Mm-hmm. If, like, if a city wants multiple locations of the same freaking restaurant, yeah. then it's got to be delicious. I guarantee you if you're staying in or around Orlando, there's a Tijuana Flats within 20 minutes of you. Yeah. It, probably even within 10 minutes of you. And they have a hot sauce bar. Like, that's great. Yeah. Like, I think that adds a lot of, like, flair and draw to yeah. a, a restaurant is if they have, like, a serve yourself yep. bar. Unique style, too. Each place is painted and, like, graffiti everywhere. It's just, yeah. it's done in a good in a good way. I think um, it's very, uh, it's very Orlando. You know, there's not too many places that are Orlando. Tijuana Flats feels very Orlando. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. I honestly like food wise, I really miss Wawa. Like, is that sad? Oh, the that... gas station, yeah. <laughs> so, little side note Wawa is a convenience store slash gas station that is very prominent in the Philadelphia area. And in the year 2012, they expanded to Florida and they picked across the street from SeaWorld. It was a very big deal. Like, the governor of Florida was there, it was on TV. Um, and it was within walking distance of SeaWorld. So when we went on break, we went to Wawa. And then they built a Taco Bell right next door. And it was a it was the talk of the town. And now I think there are hundreds of Wawas in Orlando. Not just Orlando. They're everywhere. They're even in Jacksonville now. Yeah. I think they're in Miami now. In Tampa. It's like we we were there at the first one. Like the first day or two. Yeah. It's just like, it's just... It's not gas station food. Like, if you think about gas station food, mm-hmm. it's so much better. It's it's like a Sheets, if you are familiar, if you're from, like, Virginia, that area. Like, it's like Sheets, um, but, but the better. food is just, yeah, the food is just so good. And they have these, like, cream cheese stuffed pretzels <laughs> that I can't find anywhere. Like, yeah. <laughs> no place in Buffalo sells cream cheese stuffed pretzels that I know of. Like, it's, I'm almost to the point of making my own because they were so delicious and I miss them so much. Yeah. And uh, they, of course, they're hoagies, which a lot of people talk about. Yeah. They have every kind of drink on the planet. Their cooler section is ridiculous. Their mm-hmm. beer selection is gigantic. They have the touch screen, so when you order, you order off a touch screen. And There's it's just, baked goods. It's just, it's just it's perfected. It's it's a convenience store perfected, and uh, they're really popular in Florida, and and for good reason. Um, I think my next place of local places that I liked in Florida, um, maybe Junior Columbian Burger. Yeah, that place is good. Definitely. We didn't go that very and we didn't go that often, but yeah. it was really good. Yep. Good hamburgers. But, you know, Orlando does have local food. It's there. It's good. A lot of it is chains. That's uh what Jeremy kind of brought up in his question was uh there are a lot of chains. There are a lot of chains everywhere. There're chains in Buffalo. Chains aren't necessarily evil, you know, like I'm not like a super hipster where I won't go to a chain <laughs> restaurant, but But I think if, the difference is that when you're a tourist, yeah, it's easier to go for a chain that you recognize yeah. than a small local place. But I would strongly suggest going to the small local places. Yeah, totally. Like we yeah. don't do that. Like if we had to, if Never. we had to choose between like a TGI Fridays and some hole in the wall place, like we would go to the hole in the wall. Yeah, but I don't think that's how most people are. I think sure, it's safer 
like not like crime wise but it's safer like you you know what you're expecting when you go to a tgi fridays um i wawa wasn't like a local place i don't know um it it, it was that's that's a fair that's a fair judgment i mean you you wouldn't be able to get it anywhere else other than philadelphia and why would we be there you know or new jersey or whatever yeah um what's that what's that ramen place that we went to oh yeah there was a ramen place um in orlando or uh udon was was it udon or ramen no it was ramen it was like i don't know it started with an s or something yeah it was delicious i've never gotten Mm -hmm. ramen that good anywhere else and it was like in a really like shady part of town and it smelled like cat pee when we walked in but it It was great the best ramen yeah that was great yeah orlando has places you have to find them you have to look for them I would suggest um, asking a local or, you know, like, I think one of the best ways of finding out where you should eat is if you happen to be at the theme parks and you see somebody who works there, just ask them where they like to eat. They'll probably send you in a good direction. You know, like, Four Rivers is a really popular barbecue place in Orlando. Yeah, that place was good. Um, Gringo's Locos Tacos. Mm, We went there a ton. We love that place. Beefy King in Orlando. I really like that. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of places that are Orlando food that are worth going to. And, um, you know, and there's a lot of cool chains, chains that maybe aren't super huge, but, you know, like a lot of people like that are worth going to, like Chewy's, um, mm, yeah. you know. But, uh, you know, I think Orlando's food game is not terrible. It's just overshadowed by the fact that there are a million chains and there's a lot of safety picks, and you're right. And it's, it makes sense why tourists or families would do that. But, you know, venture out there a little bit more, especially if you're going downtown. Try something different. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff in Orlando. Um, and this is episode... We made it to episode six. <laughs> We're officially six episodes in. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys would... If you want to hear more, definitely let us know that you're enjoying things. Um, we appreciate all the the love that we're getting. We're getting a lot back from you guys. It's great to see. Um, like I said, if you're listening on the Anchor app, we can see you listening, so that's nice. Um, and, yeah. Esther, would you like to add anything? Um, no. No? Uh, no. Uh, no. Keep telling us what you think and reaching out to us. We love hearing from you. We actually really enjoy doing this. And so we would like to hear from you if you really enjoy listening. If you haven't already told us, if you have, (laughs) thank you. You're amazing. Um, And I think the biggest thing would be is to share the podcast. Let other people know that, Hey, this is something you dig and maybe they can dig it. Cause that's how things go out there. You know, word of mouth, (laughs) spread it around. Um, yeah, we're planning a couple of trips maybe soon. So, you know, these won't always be reminiscing podcasts. A lot of them will be recaps of trips. Um, we were trying to get out to Toronto this last weekend. Didn't happen, but that's okay. You know, we got plans to do stuff with some friends this next upcoming weekend. So plenty of things to talk about on the podcast coming up. Yeah, totally. So look out for it. Uh, thanks for listening. (laughs) We'll see you next week. (laughs) Bye.